Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate The Bachelor. I'm Thomas. And I'm Jess. And this is a podcast for people who love to hate The Bachelor. Every week, Jess and I sit down. We give out our rose of the week. We break down the looks for the rose ceremonies. But more importantly, we just love to tear to shreds our favorite show on TV. A quick disclaimer is that, yes, there will be swearing, and we definitely joke a lot, but everything we say is meant with love. That being said, if you hear something that doesn't feel right to you, definitely call us out. Catch us on our socials, Twitter, we hate the batch, Instagram, we hate the bachelor, and Gmail at we hate the bachelor at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. So without further ado, here's our latest episode. Enjoy. Oh, Jessica. Hello. Finale time. We made it. Oh, this is very interesting. This is an interesting record for us as we are recording with masks on. Yes, COVID realness. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we're here to be as safe as possible, even in an audio medium. That's right. Yes. Um, How was, how... There's a lot to go over. How was this finale for you? I thought it was so boring. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so boring. And just Matt should just not have been The Bachelor. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I get where they were going, but not, not pre-vetting someone for a personality has a... Uh, has really shown itself. Yeah, like he's been tweeting funnier things since the show has ended than anything he said on the show. Mm -hmm. So, like, maybe he does have a personality. He just was too stunned by the cameras or, like, something. He just, like, couldn't be himself. Yeah, maybe he was nervous. Yeah. I don't know. But we open with Matt's monologue. Oh, yep. Add to the list. Yeah. Great. How did you feel about his monologue? I don't don't even remember it. (laughs) I don't. I just wrote down Matt's monologue. Yeah. (laughs) I just, this, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, like, Michelle's up first. She gets to meet his family finally. Mm -hmm. His incredible brother. His brother is incredible. They look just like him, and they both look just like their mom. Yes. (laughs) Like, the noses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's real. His family resemblance is real with these ones. His brother looks just like him. I'm obsessed with his brother. What do you think of him? Uh, Wild. I mean, very unexpected for him to be so um, in tune with communicating about feelings. Yeah. He seems like more... All about feelings than Matt. Than Matt. <laughs> I was like, should he have been the bachelor? Yeah. <laughs> yep. What kind of women would they have brought for oh him? Oh my God. <laughs> we need that season more I, than anything. That season, like, I want that season though. I want it when they can travel again. Yes. Because then they're like going to Vegas. <laughs> you know, they stay, they still stay in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have nobody, because like they don't need to go to Paris. They've oh. seen the Eiffel Tower. It's in Vegas. God, yeah. And I just, I even feel so bad. I didn't even write down much about Michelle's time with the family because there really wasn't a ton of conversation. No, she's so cute, though. Like, when Matt... I love, though, when Matt was describing, like, because he's, like, talking about Michelle with his mom and his Mm -hmm. brother. And he's, like, using all these really great adjectives. And then he says that Rachel's hot. (laughs) That's literally what he says. He's, like, Michelle is, like, so special and so intelligent Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, and then Rachel, I'm obviously very attracted to. We clearly. So I just, we see where this is going. It's just so, it bothers me. I mean, well, I, it's a TV show, but 
to be able to observe how he is when he's clearly into somebody mm-hmm. versus likes them, but they're not the one. Like yeah. his body language, his style of speech, yeah. his licking his fucking lips every time he looks at Rachel versus Michelle. To be fair, I'm pretty sure he licks his lips a lot when he looks at his mom too. That's, so it's just, it's just, just his thing. Not with his mouth. Like yeah. maybe take a stop. Mm. But it, I don't know. And like even... I, I literally have, like, no notes about Michelle's time because there wasn't a lot of time and we know he's not fucking picking her anyway. Spoiler alert, everyone. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> um, I did like, you know, that Michelle called him a world changer. Um, that's that's major. Which was, I was like, she's into him. Yeah. She, oh, she, she loves him. was head over. Like, yeah. And I really liked that she said that about him. Like, not because I believe it to be true, but I think it's like, she knows what she's looking for. Yeah. Michelle knows what she wants, and I just really hope that she finds it. Me too. obviously not mad. And you know what? I hope she finds it in, spoiler alert, her season of The Bachelor. <laughs> so excited. We'll get, we'll get there later. Yeah. For a minute, let's talk about um, Matt's touchy-feeliness with his mom. Okay. Did, did you notice? Um, as someone who does not have a good relationship with his mother, I pretty much avoid all mother-son interactions at all costs. Um, but I'm open to hearing your observations. Okay. He, like, he, like, was, he was, like, t- ran, running his finger over her shoulder at one point. Oh. Like this. I'm no. Mo- I'm motioning. You can't see yeah. this because it's a podcast. <laughs> but, and then he also was rubbing her leg. The same as he rubbed... Everybody else is in the season. I also saw a tweet that was like, Matt has more chemistry with his mom than he does with (laughs) any of these women. And I was like, I see it. Yeah. So I've been doing some informal polling of people who are boys who have mothers (laughs) to ask if they are that touchy-feely. And it's a consensus is no. It's going to be a resounding no. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I was like, this is a bit strange. He's very into his mom. Very like, I don't know. Yeah. Values his mom a lot. And then to have his mom... And as we'll see in a bit, really, really listens to his mom when she tells him something. So So let's, okay, so let's break down this Rachel time. I have, so as usual, because I don't like her, I have a lot more notes. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I have so many more. Um, My first note is Rachel and Matt spend so much time talking about how open and vulnerable they are. And I don't think I know anything about either of them. No, they haven't been open and vulnerable at all. About a single thing. And that's why they like each other. Correct. Yeah. Two cardboard cutouts of humans. Oh my God. It's. A nightmare. Yes. Um, Matt's brother asking Rachel if she's experienced true love at 24. Like, have you ever screamed <laughs> louder in your life? I know. The, the brother is just, he made the episode. Oh my God. And oh, when Rachel brought up that she cried at the group prayer. Oh, <laughs> I know. I actually wrote down, I wish they mentioned her crying at the prayer. And then my next note is, oh my God, she brings up the prayer. Because <laughs> it's just, oh, it's just so bad. It's so weird. And also, do you notice When Matt and Rachel communicate or are around each other, they never really talk to each other. They just stare and kiss. I know, but they, and, and I know I say this every time, but do they kiss? They, because they don't, it's not real kisses. They're like weird smooches. Yeah. The smoochy smooch. I hate the smoochy smooch. (laughs) I hate Matt. I hate Rachel. (laughs) That's why this, that's why this podcast is called We Hate the Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't say at the beginning. Oh, yeah. By the way, we fucking hate this show so much. Oh, man. 
Yeah. Mom, though, doesn't think it's going to happen. She doesn't think it's going to happen. She I mean, says, she's not wrong. She's like, there's nothing like being in love, but people fall in and out of love. I cannot, you know, I get it. Like, you're divorced and it sucks. Mm-hmm. And we've all been through breakups. Yeah. Like, major ones and minor ones. But, yeah. like, I'm not to the, granted, I wasn't married and had two kids with someone who left me for another family. But, like, I, I don't think I would tell my child that, like, love sucks. Love fades. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, it's, it's really sad. She's very jaded. And. But to, like, inject that mindset into your son, who is the titular character of a series called The Bachelor. Yeah. Where the intention is to find love in 10 weeks or less. <laughs> <laughs> or your money back. Or your money back. <laughs> it's just so wild that she would kind of have the audacity to do that. I know. She's clearly never seen the show. No. His brother said it better, like, because his brother is kind of like, you know, hey, there's no need to jump into anything. Like, you can still end up with one of these girls. Yeah. There's no need to jump into a proposal, which I think is by far a better way to say it. And there's been quite a few, a lot of people have done that Yeah, like, you don't show. need to get engaged. Sorry, so, Neil Lane. Yeah. It's not like the Rachel Lindsay ultimatum, you know? Ooh. Yeah. She wanted to get married. She, well, she wanted that right. She still is. That's, I know. And good great. for her. Loved it. We love you, Rachel. Lindsay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clarify. Yeah. Gotta clear. Gotta be yeah. clear. Gotta be clear. Uh, I'm. Let me tell you, I'm so sick of this Chris Harrison fake therapy session situation. I, I didn't want to be controversial yet brave on this podcast so early. <laughs> I've never been a Chris Harrison fan. Mm. I think he's annoying and fake and he doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Um, so I must say I am not upset that we've had a shakeup, a very historical shakeup. Mm-hmm. But you know what? All good things come to an end. They do. And by Pave way for better things. Totally. Yeah. Like he's always been just kind of like a non-entity. Yeah. Like he doesn't do much. He gets paid a million dollars, like so much money to just do nothing. So yeah, I don't I don't care to see him. I've had it. But I do think he's pretty pissed here because he's like, your mom just messed this whole show up. I would be furious. Yeah. The producers are like screaming. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, you know, when he walks up to Matt um, to do the therapy session, mm-hmm. if I see another one-armed clap straight hug. Oh, my God. The bro fucking, hug? I fucking hate it, dude. I know. Just don't touch them. Just yeah. don't touch if it makes you so uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is this? It's always like the the high five, clap, pull your fingers together, lean in. I literally, I'm Jessica, I'm so gay. I've had people try to do it to me and I don't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do either. What do you do? In that? I don't know how to operate. Just stand with your arms like glued to your sides. Like you don't know why this person is. Yeah, it's, I, you. whatever, I hate it. Yeah. But yeah, oh. Matt's talking to Chris and he's like, listen, Chris, my mom told me this. And so it's true. <laughs> Must mommy, be true. Mommy said. <laughs> oh my God. What he's such a mama's boy yeah. too. Oh yeah. But I do feel like I felt his panic. Yeah. I did. Like yeah. he was. You could see it in his face. He was panicked. He was, I'd like, he wanted his 38 women back. He was like, let's start all over again. <laughs> I, I need more time. Like it's just, I felt it. Yeah. It was real. Too. It was real. I feel, I mean, I feel. It's hard, right? Because it's like, do you feel bad even though he knew what he was getting into? But did he really know what he was getting into, right? Like, yeah, he's a recommendation from Tyler Cameron. But like, you know, a conversation about how TV went is very different than actually experiencing it, I think. But like the point of the show. Thank you. 
is to find love. Thank you. And like, there's usually a proposal at the end. 90% of the time. Yeah. So like, you you know, it's, yeah. It's he, so stupid. He just messed it up. The Bachelor always messes it up. The Bachelorettes are always, like, usually amazing. Shocking. Straight men making a mistake? Unaware. Crazy. <laughs> I can't believe I said it. <laughs> uh, and now oh. we're now we have Matt and Michelle. They have another date. Their last time together. Matt picking a date that involves physical activity. I was shocked. Pretends to be shocked.gif. <laughs> I could not believe that. So shocked. Oh my um, god. Once again, Matt is wearing the tightest jeans I've ever seen. Yeah. I spent a lot of time talking about this while I was watching because was, do they? I wonder if they've stretched. How is he going to repel down the building? In these tight pants. Well, he found a way to just fall back at first and piss off the guy that was uh, dealing with their situation. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, Seems kind of fun, though. It's unfortunate, and it's so—it breaks my heart. I mean, we've known for a long time that it's clearly been Rachel. Even before speculation, it's just, like, kind of one of those, like, obvious things. Yeah. Um, Oh, the bachelor dog's here. Hey, Hey, Luna. Luna. Uh, Bachelor dog's here to give or take. Um— it's Michelle is so articulate and communicative and so sweet and caring. And like the words that she had for him were amazing. And then he, you can see, you can kind of see him go, I need to tell her it's not her. For sure. His yeah. face changes so quickly. Yeah. And she can even tell too. Like there's such a, an energy shift so quickly. Yeah. I feel so bad. I feel really bad. And she like got him these cute jerseys with, because their their last names are both James. And I just think it's really cute. And he just hates it. Yeah. He hates it. His whole face is like, ugh. And then it's clear he's going to break up with her. But he doesn't even really like. He doesn't. He he wants to. Like he. It's clear what he wants to do, but he doesn't. He can't utter the words. He's too afraid to. Yeah. Yeah. Which is even more insufferable. It's the worst. The audacity to break up with someone and not even be able to say that I can't. And not even, yeah, not even give them a reason why. And just to leave the fucking room and she's just sitting in the room with like three producers and two camera people just crying by herself in her fucking 200 square foot hotel room. I, what, how mortifying. Deplorable. Yeah, it is. It's awful. It's, and for him to refuse to see her afterwards. Yeah, because then we'll we, get we, to that. Yeah, we'll get like, to that. But then we do it. find that out later that he refuses to see her. Like, he is very emotionally unavailable. And he immature. Of, yeah, he has a lot of work to do. And you can just tell. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not good. Uh, I hate it. And then here we go. Oh, another Chris Harrison therapy session? I know. Two in one episode. What are they trying to do to me? Bringing in the big guns. God, I fucking hate it so much. What does Chris think? It's just such a like straight bro convo. Like, sorry, man. Oh, hey, bro. You got a dude. Just have a intelligent conversation between two straight men without saying bro, dude, or man. I mean, doesn't count when I say dude because it's funny when I say (laughs) And I don't say it in serious situations. Yeah. I just, it drove me insane. It's the worst. Um, But as a wonderful, beautiful 180 degree switch, we just cut to Matt looking at rings with Neil Lane all of a sudden. I know. Like not even a transition. (laughs) He's not afraid anymore, apparently. He's like, gotta, gotta keep going. Gotta get ready. Gotta get this ring that I'm not excited to propose to her with. Oh my God. It's and just I we don't need we don't need Neil Lane's um advice or opinion on anything. 
No. I mean, he makes beautiful rings. Let's just just leave it at that, Neil. Yeah. That's that's all you need to do That's here. all we need. Just give yeah. us some beautiful rings so, and sponsor the show, and uh, that'll yeah. be it. And, like, as with all of these, like, he's not ready to propose, but he still picks a ring. Yeah, this is the one, he says. This is the one. Keep it the easy. one that you've thought so much about you for don't wanna, 32 seconds. You don't want to get married. I. It's... It's strange. I don't like it. I hate it. And then we go to Rachel, and she's being so dramatic. Her date was ripped away. That's what she said. My date was ripped away from me. Who? who by who? By whom? Like, so annoying. Oh, yeah. I, I understand. Okay, we're going to get real. Please. We're going to tread If there's anything this podcast is, it's real. <laughs> the realist. The realist. I understand the feelings that she must have been going through, getting excited for the last day before the proposal and being told that he doesn't want to see you. <laughs> I know. I wish he had just gone home. Oh, <laughs> imagine. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, like, I, it's a tough situation, but also, like, I think it's just, we just don't like her, so I don't care about yeah. <laughs> her feelings And at I all. just, like, she was just, like, who's that, like, little girl, that little rich girl who lived in the hotel? Like, kid. Eloise? Oh. Or something kid. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But, like, I just, like, felt like she was having a temper tantrum, just throwing herself around the hotel room. Like, oh, I'm so rich, and I just want to see my man. Yep. I was just like, oh. Take the cameras away. Well, again, it's like, it's that situation where, like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, she's so clearly used to getting everything that she wants exactly. that she can't handle when she doesn't get something. Exactly. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. Um, but then everything is all okay. And a producer brings in a very obviously not handwritten by Matt James card. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Like, that's some 26-year-old PA who, like, had 76 gel pens in high school and had yeah, the nicest writing yeah. and has continued that streak throughout her For whole life sure. to write on that card. Like, Definitely. sorry about our time and, like, I'll meet you here. I will say, you know, cardboard cutouts aside, this proposal setup is stunning. Oh, uh, it's a really nice little outdoor area. It's so cute. Yeah. It's very cottagey and rustic, but yeah. still very, like, fancy in its own way. Yeah. And unfortunately, we have to respect the fit. Like, her dress was nice. It was. That's really. all I'm going to say. She looks, yeah. I mean, she looks <laughs> That's nice. That's all I deserve. Yeah. She also prayed in the car. Uh, Did you notice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's good, though. You know, it's... Respect the faith. <laughs> I, I guess, like, I mean, they love it. They love their Jesuses. Yeah. It's, it's not me. It's not me. Um, and I really liked that he's, I wrote, like, so the, he's in the outdoor area. He's waiting for her to arrive. He's got the ring in his hand. So I was like, wow, he really doesn't know what he's doing. He's going to make a last minute decision here. Imagine making a shotgun decision like that on national television this late in the game. No. Could not believe it. Yeah. Um, Rachel has a nice monologue. She says more here than we've heard her say the, enti- <laughs> In entire, the, t- the entire time. <laughs> more words strung together. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. And, like, Matt eats it up. He eats it up. Oh, he's living for it. He, you can tell, is a man who needs to be worshipped. Words of affirmation. Partner. Yeah. 
he yeah. needs this. I'm like, hey, I love words of affirmation. <laughs> yeah, talking about speaking to the fucking yeah. experts of words <laughs> of affirmation. That's why we know. That's why we notice it is because we love it. I, too, want a monologue. I, Let's yeah, confess some, your love for me and then I'll propose. Finally, one day when it happens for either of us, because it hasn't happened, um, that those people better fucking worship us. Oh. <laughs> This is why it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> oh, God. And then, yeah, great. They don't propose, but he wants to be with her. And she's like, that's fine. But did you notice that he kind of made it sound like he was going to break up with her? Yeah, it like, was. Like, it a- was a very, like, back and forth when he was talking to her. Like, it was like, I've had a great time. You know, our connection was so strong in the first night. However, I just don't know if I'm ready. I, like, her heart must have been, like, pounding. Yeah, I mean, the audacity to, like, leave your significant other on the hook for a conversation like that. I know, I can't imagine. Truly impressive. Yeah. But in the end. There it is. They are together. Matt James chose the girl that cried at the group prayer. That's all. Like, I I can't believe it. Who knew? Who would have thought? Here we are. The fact that he, they're together doesn't change the fact that they can't kiss. Yeah. Terrible kissers. Terrible communicators. Yeah. Very vulnerable, though. Yeah. So vulnerable. vulnerable. And transparent. Very. Yeah. And that's it. And there we go. There's our season. Almost. Almost. Because we have after the final rose, which promises to be thrilling. So let's jump right into this. But first, I have something I need to discuss. <laughs> okay, please. We talked about this off mic. Um, have I ever been more, <laughs> like, so confident in my incorrect fucking correction of your mispronunciation of his last name? I know. Like, I've never. <laughs> God, it, it's it's such a curse that I speak with conviction because I will believe any bullshit that comes out of my own mouth. Yeah. It is Emmanuel Acho. I think it's H-O. Is it? I, I oh, no! I spelled it out phonetically. Let's oh. look it up right now. Oh, my God. Look it up. Hold, everyone. Jesus Christ. Uh, how do you pronounce Emmanuel Oh. Emmanuel Acho. Acho. Okay, Emmanuel. Thank you, Google. Incredible work. Yeah. So it's Emmanuel Acho. 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 (laughs) But you know what? He's so, the audacity of him to say, and I'm already replacing Chris Harrison, so it's, you know, it's going to be the most dramatic. And I was like, that's the dig. That dig was so good. Incredible. He had a really like he had a great presence. He his suit was incredible. Yeah. I loved I loved the switch up. Yes. I loved that it wasn't Chris Harrison. I think it's We've, I think necessary it's a, now. Totally. He had a great monologue. I did not, however, enjoy the tone of the after the final rose. I felt like it was very somber. Yes. I'm like, I get it. Like it was heavy. There was a lot of, there was some race discussions obviously that had to happen and we knew were going to happen. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. Does that take away all of the positive? The positive? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, he, he was great though. We kick it off with Michelle. 
She looks gorgeous. Stunning. The best that she's ever looked. You can tell Emmanuel thinks so too. <laughs> He's obsessed with her. <laughs> yeah. Like his body language with her, I'm not, I'm oh, not yeah. afraid if he ends up on her season. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. just cast. He gets out of the out of the limo. She thinks he's there to host. He's actually there to compete. For oh my her god, heart. ten out of ten! What a good twist if that would. Oh happen. my god, it would be amazing. Um, did you notice that Emmanuel was wearing a turtleneck? A turtleneck, <laughs> and it was an ode to Matt James. Yeah, it must. Have yeah, been. I know. He was like, "Listen, we're we're friends now." <laughs> I I too. I too love love a turtleneck. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 Michelle looks great. The sparkly black dress is great. The deep neckline is great. Fab. Um, I, this is where we find out that Matt doesn't let Michelle speak to him for closure post breakup in the hotel room, Ugh. which is quite possibly the most disrespectful thing you can do when you are obviously leading somebody on because he's been into Rachel since fucking day zero. Yeah. And, and to bring Michelle along this ride like that and let her say all these things to him. And like, so he comes out and not to jump too far ahead, but it's like, he comes out and is like, if I had known you were hurting and it's like, but you just, you broke up. So, so what do you think? She, how do you think she's feeling? Exactly. Oh, you think she's just happy? No, it was very, very strange. Um, Emmanuel also just kicked like, Brings up Rachel's racially insensitive photos so he, fast. He bring he like does a nice like little definition of like racism and racially insensitive acts. So we learn that what Rachel did was racially insensitive. It was not racist. Correct. Does not make her a racist. Yeah. Pardon me. Um, so so what do you have to call her? Racially, <laughs> racially insensitive Rachel. Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, that's fine with me. Because <laughs> racist Rachel just wouldn't be correct. Uh, we're all about being correct here. Uh, we, yeah. Yeah, we love nothing more than being correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Michelle says she was hurt um, and that Rachel needs to educate herself. And that's kind of it. Um, and that the Chris Harrison drama weighed on her. Already we start to see there are a lot of weird pauses in the mm. production. Mm. Did you notice that? Mm. What do you think that is? I think it's the producers trying to make it more somber. Yeah. Um, which I didn't like because yeah. it was like watching a funeral. It I was, was like, I was like, nobody's died here. Like it's, it's important to discuss these matters, and that's why we're watching. Like I wanted, I really wanted to see the takedown of Chris Harrison. So bad. I really wanted to see whatever happened with Rachel because we knew we had a feeling that her and Matt had spoiler alert broken up yeah. before they add to the final rose. But I was like, are there no laughs? Yeah, there's nothing. Was there nothing funny to come out of this season? Maybe not. Not maybe really. They, maybe there wasn't. I mean, it's been drama and frustration from day one, pretty much. Yeah. Granted, I like it's interesting because I, I, I'm a listen. I am painfully Caucasian. Mm. Like I'm transparent. You I'm and I so are both the whitest like, people. The of whitest all time. people of all yeah. time. I could never even begin to think to speak for somebody in a in a position who might feel wronged because of racial insensitivity. Right. But I just think that there are more, I feel like I would be more hurt than just being like, I was hurt. Like, yeah. I just I was shocked that she didn't have more things to say. Maybe she did and they cut it. Yeah. But I just, you know, it, it, 
to make this the focus of the season, but kind of gloss over it at the same time is really weird to me. Yeah, like they they didn't, like Michelle didn't speak too much about it. And I thought they would give her that platform. I thought so too. But maybe they cut it. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and then Matt comes out to see Michelle. Oh, Matt and his ugly beard. His beard. I hate it. As soon as we see that beard, we were like, hmm. He's single. Yeah. Yeah. Your boy oh, yeah. is single. That's a single beard. Right <laughs> yeah. Oh, your yeah. boy. Because beards are hot. Don't get me wrong. I love a beard. And I think that Matt looks good with the beard. It's just too, it's not groomed. Correct. Like it's not groomed at all. It needs and to be that, manicured. It, and that's the issue here. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue. Um, but he's young and emotionally immature, so he doesn't know any better. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to show everybody with this beard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They'll know my heart is uh, in turmoil. Uh, they both look nervous. Matt and Michelle. Yes. Emmanuel looks enamored with Michelle. As always. As always. Um, It's really weird the way they talk. She does own him a little bit with what she says. Oh, Jessica. It was a ruthless slaughter. She practiced that. She did. That's one of those things where it's like you go home and you're like, damn it, I should have said this. And she was like, you know what? Next time I see him. I'm going to say this. Why is that the equivalent of winning fights in a shower, but being able to go forward with it? It it is. It's exactly it. And it's what we all want to do. And she did it. I wrote down the quote. And the quote is, I hope you kiss with your eyes closed and come up with more phrases than thanks for sharing. Like, honestly, slow clap. So good. Oh, just destroy him with one foul swoop. Um. Do you know what's so funny? So there's two things that I wanted to discuss before we bring out racially insensitive Rachel. Mm -hmm. One is, so Juliet Littman, who hosts the Bachelor Party podcast. Hi, Juliet. Um, She pronounces Rachel's last name as Kirkconnell. Kirkconnell, okay. Emmanuel says Kirkconnell. Yeah. Now, it just makes me laugh that there's so much inconsistency with it because it's such a well-known microaggression against people of color to mispronounce their names. True. I just think that it's something that she that deserves. That is really funny. I think she just deserves to have her last how name mispronounced. How do you mispronounced. think it's pronounced? Uh, how is it spelled again? Um, I don't know. Let's just I would have said Kirk Connell. So, yeah, um, it's yeah. K-I-R-K-C-O-N-N-E-L-L. Kirk Connell? Kirk Connell? Kirk? I would never say Kirk Connell. I, I don't think... Say- Kirk Connell. I mean, I honestly would just say racially insensitive Rachel. But yeah, <laughs> if I, mean, I had honestly, to... <laughs> and that's easier to say. So let's just go with that. Let's just stay with what we know. Yeah. Yeah, like Kirk Connell, I guess. I don't know. I just thought it was really funny that there's inconsistency with pronouncing her last name, it's which is so, like it is. Really I thought funny. it was great. It is really. Funny. Um, before he pulls out Rachel, though, he like kind of talks to Matt because then Michelle leaves, right? And it's just Matt for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And. Matt just talks about how, like, you need to know your person better than anyone else. How can you know your person better than anyone else when you met her 10 minutes ago? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I did like their conversation about how much pressure it was to be the first Black Bachelor. I felt like that was very real. And I felt that that was a very... Valuable conversation. Yeah. And, like, Matt was very authentic in, like, describing the pressures that he felt. And I think that was very valuable for us to hear. Mm -hmm. Especially because Bachelor Nation is so racist, yes. as we've learned, oh, right? Yeah. With, like, everyone. Like, Rachel Lindsay had to delete her Instagram for a while. Dude, look at all these fandoms. RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race, yeah. exceptionally racist. Totally, yeah. So I think it's important to talk about that because, like, ev- all we hear from this season is, like, everyone lusting over Matt. But it's, like, also the flip side of that is that he's the first Black Bachelor and he- everything he does is going to be, like, compared against 
stereotypes and how he acts, you know, is never going to be forgotten. So I really felt for him there. I was like, that's true. It's a lot. He must have been like, and now we know it. We understand those panicked looks he was getting. That's true. Right? He was paralyzed. He's like, what do I do? Um, he also says that he liked Rachel's authenticity. Uh, which. Well, uh, <laughs> so, sorry, could you elaborate? Yeah, sorry? if you could just explain that. But I think it's when she cried at the prayer. Uh. <laughs> it's super authentic. <laughs> uh, yeah. I uh, So now we bring out racially insensitive Rachel. Yeah. And I had just been, I was watching and I was like Googling the photos yeah. um, of her at the antebellum party. Because I wanted to see what they were like. And then Emmanuel just shows them to us. And the, I was like, ah. Oh. The big dick energy to throw, not only to throw the photo in question on the screen, but then to sit down and educate her on what antebellum means. Yeah. Oh my God, Jessica. I was beside myself. It was incredible. Such good work. It was really, really like, good. Like reveal the fucking picture. And yeah. then- defining because he said like I don't think you're prejudiced and then he defined what prejudice is which yeah. is a willful commitment to ignorance which I think is the most eloquently uh eloquent way to describe what that is I know because it's so true he did such a good job of like breaking down these terms in ways that people can understand them and like saying like hey like what you did was still very wrong but you didn't do it because you hate black people and you're like going out there to do this, but you're just being very ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. I think, he, yeah, it was so powerful. And that, and she doesn't even really like, <clears throat> she, I mean, A, her actions are indefensible and she does kind of say that. Yeah. Oh, she's been coached well by a media coach because oh, she knew this was going to You be love hard. the media training. I, oh, we love the media training. <laughs> uh, it's just tough because she, it is very evident. I mean, she wouldn't have gone on The Bachelor and fell in love with a black bachelor if she was racist. Right. I do truly believe that. Totally, yeah. I just do not understand the disconnect between completely ignoring or I guess being so obliviously unaware. Is that what that is? That's what she says. Like, because he asks her, like, I'm sorry, Emmanuel asks her, like, what did you think about going to this party? Like, were you constantly worried that Matt was going to find out that you had done these things? And she says no, which I think was the best answer because. I she, think it's the best answer, but do you want to be with someone who makes those decisions like that? I don't think so. And I think that's why he's very like. He's shook. He's mad. Yeah. He's like he's, mad shook. Yeah. Like she tries to hold his hand and he like pulls his hand away. At I one know. Point. It was like, I just thought that that was really. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, she just says she didn't. She had a, it was a fun night with her friends. That's all she thought it was, oh which is very ignorant. Like exceptionally, yeah, to the point where like I don't even think I would be friends with somebody who did shit like that. I don't think so. Like I think we've all, when we were younger, done things that were probably a little bit questionable. Nothing like this, obviously, but no. like you know, you're not you're young, you don't understand. But now as adults, looking back, we understand, and that's where I think she didn't know. Like, as an adult, she's 24. She didn't realize that something she had done two years ago was very inappropriate. Correct. Like, she was 22 when she went to that party. Yeah. <laughs> 22. Oh. Maybe 21. Who knows? Yeah. But, like, crazy. Yeah, it's very, I, you know. Anyway, yeah. racially insensitive Rachel. And then, so, Emmanuel brings Matt out. Yes. For quite possibly the most uncomfortable four minutes of television I've it. ever watched. I hated 
every second of it. I get being mad and shit, obviously, but like he can't even formulate a sentence. No, there are so many pauses. And I was like, why are you doing this then? Like you, I, I mean, I get it's in your contract, but like you still have to speak. Yeah. Like this is TV. Yeah, you can't just show up. No. And Emmanuel tries so hard to keep getting shit out of him. Yeah. Which is kind of embarrassing. I know. To me. For Matt, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you are a 29-year-old man. You should be able to articulate your feelings at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Even if they're negative. And, like, obviously there's a narrative we want to avoid. Like, you know, we don't want him to get irate or angry or louder, whatever. But being able to articulate your perspective and kind of communicate your disappointment. Because he yeah. only ever communicated his disappointment to Emmanuel and not really to Rachel. No. And maybe, I mean, he obviously has done some, just have had, has had some discussions with her, not on camera. I would love to. But know. like, we need to see that as the viewer. That's the point of the show. Yeah. That's the point of the after the final rose. Well, that was like when Ari broke up with Becca. Ugh. That was months after, but they yeah. brought the cameras in. Exactly. Yeah. And that, oh man, that was, <laughs> that, <laughs> that was brutal. Don't worry, you guys. In between seasons, Jess and I have already talked about this. In between seasons, we are going to do a breakdown of like our favorite dramatic moments. Yes. We're doing a love letter to Tasha. Um, there's one suggestion that I'm bringing up on the fly on the podcast right now. We are doing a one episode review of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh. I have so much to discuss. <laughs> I'm so into that. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God, Jen Chaw. Yeah, oh, oh Jen but I, it's just, what a weird, it's just such a weird, uncomfortable episode. Yeah. And like Matt can't say anything or communicate <laughs> the audacity for Emmanuel to say, do you want to share one final embrace? <laughs> I died. <laughs> I was like, he's laying it on so thick. Like when he says to Rachel too, that you'll never see him, you'll never see him again. This may be the last time you'll you ever, ever see, see him. him. I was like, this is incredible. Delicious television. Like, he stuck the knife in, and then he twisted it. So hard. Oh, one final embrace. Matt says, nope, there are no doors open to Rachel. That's wild. It is wild. Yeah. What a wasted season. <laughs> what a waste of all, all, you know, but maybe the only good thing about it is that Chris Harrison is gone. Yeah. They can bring in somebody Dude, else. Dude, imagine if he picked Michelle. Right. None of this would have happened. None of this would have happened. Yeah. Uh, I just, what do you see in Rachel over? She's authentic. Oh my God, I want to die. Yeah. So then we get the best news we could have possibly been given. All season of this podcast, we have speculated on who we wanted The Bachelorette to be. Mm -hmm. We have begged and hoped and crossed our fingers that it's been Katie because Katie made such a good impression on us. Not only do we get Katie, we get... A great addition of Michelle. And does, so does this mean, like, they're filming Katie's right now. Yeah. First. And does this mean that we're going to get two seasons of The Bachelorette before we even have to deal with one more Bachelor? I believe so. Honestly. Thank God. They finally realized that the men are not good at this. No, I think it's a good opportunity for them to have two pools of men a, for Bachelor. Yeah. And for BIP. Yeah, true. Like, get rid of all these people. Like, get them out of here. Because the only pool of men right now for BIP would be Tasha's pool. Well, Tasha Claire's pool. And but and those men were actually amazing. Yeah. Like, they did a really good job. And it's because they're a bit older. So why, but like, and why aren't we picking, like, Ivan? 
Ugh. What a good bachelor. He would be an amazing bachelor. So intelligent, super hot, so nice. Biracial. Yeah. POC. Yeah. So sweet. Not religious. Not, so thank God. we wouldn't have to endure the prayer. Oh not, my God. I mean, you know, maybe we just have like, it would just be a nice break not to have like the religion <laughs> constantly thrown be at us focus. as viewers. Yeah. Um, no, it's good. It's good. I'm so excited. So Katie, yeah, Katie and Michelle. Oh my God. And Tasha and Caitlin are hosting. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I really, I knew it was, it took me a long time there. Do you see the blankness in my eye? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, couldn't remember who Caitlin was. <laughs> uh, well. Because I'm so obsessed with Tasha. Listen, it's, I'm it's all about, blinded. it's Tasha or nothing here. It, honestly. On this podcast, we are a Tasha. We're a Tasha Support podcast first, mm-hmm. Bachelor podcast second. Exactly. Um, I will say, yeah, I don't really have a ton of interest in Caitlyn. Um, when I used to work at where we met, her and what was her? Sean? Shane? Sean. Sean? Yeah. I don't know. Generic, boring white guy that looks like an Earl's Night Manager. Yeah. They came up and they wanted to get a table on the patio, but we were busy. And you could tell that she kind of expected us to like boot someone. Really? And I got to be the person to say, no. <laughs> oh, I can imagine you just love that. There's nothing I love more than pretending to not know somebody who wants people to know who they are. Yeah. It's, it just makes me so happy. Sorry, who are you? I've never even seen you in my Caitlin, life. Caitlin, how do you spell that? Is that a C? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll be good though. Like she's funny. It, I you know, she's got season. a personality. Yeah. It's just not one I like, but you know what? Tasha's there. <laughs> Tasha is Tasha's there. there, and they're going to co-host it, which is totally fine. And I mean, Katie's the lead, and yeah. So I'm like, so sorry, but like, is there anything better? It's going to be great. It's going to be funny. It's going to be real. She's just how yeah. did you how did you find her look when she came on stage? She looked good. She looked great. She looked really good. I love the, the color. She was styled. very obviously styled, <laughs> which I appreciate. I wonder Longer what it'll be hair, like. Good remember, wave. Yeah. Oh yeah. Remember Becca's season. She had terrible fashion that season. Do you remember? A lot of two pieces. Yeah. I remember. And she's like, she's so pretty. She has a great body. She's stunning. Like, they just did her wrong with the fashion. So we'll see what Katie gets. Because Katie has admitted herself on her Instagram that she's not, she doesn't care about fashion. Katie's idea of a fancy day was jeans and a sweater. Yeah. (laughs) So. Um, uh, Friend zone. (laughs) We'll see. But you know what? If she's the lead, we're we're talking gowns. We're talking mm-hmm. like they just have to up it. Yeah. And I mean, oh, yeah, I can't wait. I honestly could not be happier. It's so great. Well, this I guess this is our last episode of this season. Of this season, you wow. guys. This has been a, a very, for our first season of A Bachelor podcast, what a start. Totally. We're so excited to keep chatting about you this. You know, Jessica and I, have spent many nights talking about how we wish other people could listen to our conversations because we're so funny. We just really enjoy ourselves. <laughs> and now we want to share that with the world. Uh, we hope that you enjoy us too. Uh, we're always here for suggestions. Keep an eye out. Just because the season's over, we're not done. We're going to keep as much of a semi-consistent schedule as we can. Definitely. Uh, definitely looking at Many more episodes. Um, we're obviously going to have to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race season 13. 
Mm-hmm. as we are discussing that as well. So we'll have some fun filler and stuff, but don't worry, like we are here and committed, especially for Katie and Michelle's season. Absolutely. There's nothing I would love more than to yeah. deep analyze all these men. Listen, we hate The Bachelor. We do not hate The Bachelorettes. <laughs> yeah, that's we, very true. <laughs> we love The Bachelorettes and we cannot wait to talk about them. Oh, I could not wait more. Yes. So I guess until next time. Just catch us on all our socials. We hate the batch on Twitter. We hate the bachelor on Instagram. Yeah. And we hate the bachelor at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We do. I just can't wait. This is such a fun adventure for us. So fun. Excellent. Until next time. Bye.